God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever and my title for all generations. In the name of the God of creation who loves us all, amen. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the cathedral on this 13th Sunday in Pentecost. I hope this finds you healthy, well, and staying safe. In the reading from Exodus this morning, we find a people in transition and a leader in Moses who is also in transition. One might even say that Moses is in a process of transformation. Walter Brueggemann, my erstwhile colleague from Columbia Seminary, teaches about three kinds of psalms and as such, three kinds of journeys. There are psalms of orientation, psalms of disorientation, and psalms of new or reorientation. And we know this pattern well, don't we, as Christians and Episcopalians in the form of our journey, for example, from Palm Sunday through Holy Week to Easter. This familiar pattern is one about which Richard Rohr and other authors have written is a part of our essential spiritual journey. It's also, in a sense, about our salvation, Rohr suggests, because we are indeed saved by knowing and surrendering to this universal nature of reality. Knowing this full pattern allows us to let go of the first order, accept and live into the disorder, and sometimes hardest of all, to grieve our losses and trust the reorientation. Ignatius, who was one of our spiritual forefathers, wisely said that we must practice what he called holy indifference. Think of it as a early version of the serenity prayer, of knowing what we can control and what we can't, and the wisdom to know the difference, and giving the rest over to God. Release of control to God will show itself finally as compassion and generosity, humility, and an invitation to real community. And it may also mean that we can discover in ourselves leadership abilities in ways that may be surprising. Well, leadership is a broad topic, isn't it? And we may be tempted to think that it really doesn't apply to us, but I want to gently challenge that notion this morning. I believe we are all called to be leaders. And we might think about how to lead in this Exodus journey season of our lives. The origin of the word leader means simply to be a guide. And it may well be that we can serve as a guide to others in ways that are surprising. You may see yourself as a leader, or you may not, but the Quaker educator Parker Palmer says leadership is a concept that we often resist. 
He says it seems immodest or even self-aggrandizing to think of ourselves as leaders. We leave that up to the iconic figures of our history or maybe even of today. But if it's true that we're made for community, and in this beloved community at the Cathedral of St. Philip, we very much do believe that, then leadership is everyone's vocation, everyone's calling. When we live in the close-knit ecosystem called community, everyone follows and everyone leads. This is a relationship of reciprocity. And I really don't believe that leaders are born any more than great violinists or surgeons or athletes are born. I think it can be learned through disciplines and practices. And it can take an infinite variety of forms. And here's a surprising thing. It may be precisely when we bump up against our own limitations, those places where we're afraid that we may discover leadership in ourselves in ways that surprise us. So let's think for a minute about a leader from our text today, one with whom we're familiar, Moses. Moses was both flawed and he was called. He was fully human, and yet he responded to God's call. And he reminds us, we don't have to be heroic or have special charisma. There wasn't an ad on LinkedIn that Moses responded to saying, prophet needed to lead Exodus and forever shape our relationship with Yahweh. He was attuned to the problem of slavery and he was attuned to the sacred in the form of the burning bush and God's call to him. He was present and awake he responded to both need and opportunity. He did the job that was needed despite being fully human, both flawed and called. Moses was able to articulate a vision. He was clear about the current reality and about the future promise. And he lived into the creative tension the imagination and resilience needed to emerge out of an exodus time and place. He took steps even with limited information, a pillar of cloud and fire. He was willing to experiment and take risks. The French author Andre Gide said, in order to discover new lands, sometimes one must be willing to lose sight of the shore for a very long time. And Moses didn't wait for a map. He didn't really know the correct route. Sometimes, as Martin Luther King said, all we need to know is the next step. We don't have to see the whole staircase. So Moses was able to see the big picture. The Exodus was a means of coming to a new relationship with God and with one another. And it may be that in this season of our lives together, those things are true as well. Perhaps God is calling us to be in new ways of community for a new time. It's an Abrahamic journey rather than an Odyssean journey. 
Remember that Odysseus wanted nothing more than to get back to Ithaca and Penelope and all that he knew. Abraham and Sarah were on a journey, the end of which we still do not fully know. Leadership can be messy work. It's spiritual work. It's creative work. And Moses often felt inadequate to the task. I think, dear ones, that we too are called in small ways to guide others as a new future emerges on the horizon. It could be redesigning our ways of doing Christian education or school or discerning the future of health care, of justice in this country and beyond. Even in small ways, like Moses, we are not really ultimately in control, but we can pay attention. We can pay attention to those holy hunches as God presents them in our lives. Remember that in the gospel for today, Peter goes from being the rock of faith to the rock that causes others to stumble. And still, Peter, like Moses, became a better leader for these challenges. So there's no map, and if there were, we wouldn't need to be leading at all. We can search for the Lord and God's strength, as the psalm appointed for today says. Continually seek God's face. Remember the marvels that God has done. We can have fun. We can be playful and generous and kind to ourselves and to our neighbors. We can let ourselves be led by the Holy Spirit in her mischief to be creative and use our imagination, one of the signs that we are fully alive. The temptation so often is to resort to authority and competency, to experts, but what is really most needed, I think, is our own authenticity. Most of us aren't working on Moses' scale, it's true, and yet we can lead nonetheless. Near the end of Deuteronomy, Moses is telling Joshua, be strong, have courage, don't be afraid. God is with you, God will not leave you, God will not seek you, do not be afraid. And there's urgency in those words, is there not? Because Moses is telling Joshua, my time is coming to an end. My life has been filled with folks who are now both free and sometimes just don't get it. His life had been filled with God choosing him for heaven-sized promises to steward with human-sized hands. Maybe in this liminal season of our lives, friends, even our smallest gestures of compassion and grace, reaching out, choosing to be in relationship, are all forms of leadership in small ways each of us can practice. This is leadership that requires only our willingness to reach out. Among my favorite passages from the Hebrew Bible is Joshua 3, 1 through 5. Early in the morning, Joshua rose and set out from Shittim with all the Israelites, and they came to the Jordan. They camped there before crossing over. 
At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the priests, then you shall set out from your place. Follow it so that you should know the way you should go, for you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before. We're indeed in new terrain, my citizen brothers, crossing a metaphorical Jordan River in this season of COVID-19 and social distance. Just as Joshua learned from Moses, who was his guide, how to be a guide, and was able to act with leadership, we too can practice life-giving and graceful leadership in ways small and large, if only we're willing to give it a try and not let our fear overwhelm us. The wonderful poet Seamus Haney's last words in this earthly life were written, not spoken. From his hospital bed, he texted to his wife Marie two words, noli temere, do not be afraid. These were words of courage for his beloved at a moment when God was about to do a new thing that she did not yet fully perceive. Noli temere, fear not. Words of courage for us and for all of God's beloved uttered throughout holy scriptures by prophets and poets and angels and Jesus himself. Whenever God is about to bring something new out of disorder, we're to be unafraid even in the face of that new thing we do not quite yet perceive that will draw us from the security of the familiar, that new thing that will undoubtedly transform us too. Our leadership depends, dear ones, on what we choose to pay attention to as a kind of spiritual discipline. We have to be willing to come up empty at first. Attention is the beginning of devotion and prayer. And if we stumble, that's okay. Moses stumbled too. It's our willingness to try that draws God to us and draws us to God. Be not afraid. In the epistle appointed for today, we hear these words, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another. With mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and extend hospitality to strangers. I don't know about you, my friends, but those are core values of leadership with which I can live and upon which I think we can all act unafraid, lead. Go in peace. Blessings. Amen.